Today, we have a lot to talk about. It's just me and Rick, and we're about to have a bold conversation. Get ready. everybody welcome back to an episode here at step up to the mic um, before I even get into anything today because we're going to get into a lot I just want you to know that this uh, podcast is brought to you by Ezekiel Project uh, four things I want you to know community creators partnerships people community creators partnership people and we are located here in New Philadelphia in the heart of the city and if you want to do a podcast if you want to do a photo shoot if you just want to bring a group of people here and meet sing do poetry, whatever that is, uh, look up Ezekiel Project, Google them, you'll find them, find them on their Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. But just a big shout out to Ezekiel Project. Very thankful that this podcast is happening uh, because of their support. I'm actually sitting across the table from Rick Arredondo today, who is the founder of Ezekiel Project. And we're going to get into uh, a lot and we are not really skipping a beat today. Just to be totally honest with you, Rick, I'm pretty fired up. Um, we had a pretty good discussion a little bit. Um, I didn't want to do the pre-chat. I just said, we'll just kind of talk about it, and we're going to jump in. So, so Rick, how are you doing today? Are you f- as fired up as I am? Are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm definitely fired up. Um, it's been something that uh, has been stirring in me for a while. Looking forward to the conversation. And, uh, yeah, I kind of wish parts of it were, were captured in our pre-discussion, but there was probably a God reason why that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but I do feel like it's a conversation that is necessary right now. Right on. All right. And so um, I sometimes forget that my podcast is called Step Up to the Mic. Sometimes I think it's just have a podcast. And so um, sometimes I'm even noticing as I listen to recent episodes is that I hold back a little bit. And today's just not one of those days. We are going to jump in and, and have at it. So I keep saying that, but we're really going to do it right now. Uh, I want to start up, start, start out First of all, I don't even know how we're going to name this podcast until the end. I don't even know what the title of this podcast is going to be until the very end. If you're listening to this, we're going to talk a lot about a lot. You can always reach out to me. Give me your feedback, too. Love to hear it. My first book I ever read was It's Not About You by Max Licato. I love his writings. Um, I think he's one of the most creative writers out there. There was something in that book I'll never forget. He said, imagine you were going to work. And it was your first day. And on that first day, you haven't met the boss. You haven't met who's in charge. But when you get there, the boss isn't there that day. It's the boss's daughter. I don't know why he picked boss's daughter. So if you're mad that it's a woman, you can get over that. Okay. So, but what I'm saying is, and then what happens is he describes his boss's daughter as passive aggressive, rude, controlling, cold, um, just very not nice person, opinionated, arrogant, ignorant, all these things. And then he describes a situation and, and he describes, he's trying to get into the perspective of you reading it and feeling that. And then he throws this question out. I'll never forget this. He says, do you even want to meet her dad? And that's so convicting of a question because everything that's going on in the world right now, 
everything. Here's a question I want you and I to think about. When people are talking to you, when they are hearing you, when they're thinking about the conversation that they just had with you, when they're seeing your Facebook posts, your Instagram pictures, everything that you are offering to your relationships in the world, do they want to meet your father? Do they want to meet Jesus? And this is, I'm talking to Christians today because I loved, if you haven't listened to Johnny Boyd's uh, episode recently, something he said, he said, stop putting expectations on non-Christians to, to tell, basically stop putting expectations on them to be Christians when they're not, right? And I love that. And so today we're talking to Christians, talking to people in the church, um, wherever you're at. And we got a lot of bold things to say out of that analogy, but I want you to think about that. Do people want to meet Jesus when they talk to you? Derek, do you have anything back to that? Because I'm, I'm, I'm ready to fly off the handle here pretty soon, but I, you're going to have to interrupt me today. Uh, first of all, you're on a roll and, <laughs> and uh, definitely feeding off the energy, uh, Corey. But, you know, I think I look back at my life in the moments when I could have led and I could have made a difference, you know, and you kind of play those things back in your head. And I feel like what's happening now with COVID and everything else, it's given us a convenient excuse to go into hiding. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing confusion. Um, it's kind of like, uh, you remember when you were in school and they gave you the fire drills? Yes. Yep. So when the fire line went off, you knew where you were going to go, right? Or we had to follow the line leader. Correct. Would, yeah. Correct. At least follow the line leader. <laughs> the line leader. Yeah. And what I'm finding is that the fire drill, we've already painted this fire drill for decades mm. and the, and the alarm's going off and no one knows where to go. That's a, that's a great picture. Okay. Yeah. And so they're just looking around going like, well, wait a minute, this situation changed the scenario. It doesn't really matter. It is where <laughs> are you going to go? Yeah. And I think that's where people are struggling the most now. And so when they're not in a position of, being comfortable, they're mean. <laughs> they they they're passive aggressive. They mm-hmm. they they uh, roll up in a ball and 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 want to disappear to leading, and not being informed in the repercussions of their leadership. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of a to me a trial run of what if this was like and I'm not gonna, I'm gonna open the door. <laughs> what if this was the end of times? Right. 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 Gee, I would not want to be here right now, you know, because it would be a free-for-all. So I think, I think what I love about this opportunity, and you know I love history, mm-hmm. or if you don't, I'm going to tell you, I now love you history, <laughs> and I always believe that, hey, if you're going to do anything, learn from your past. Right. And don't repeat it. Right on. Or, or, or if you do repeat it, go, oh, that's right, we shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there should be like this check period, check-in period where... This seems eerily familiar. <laughs> and uh, so I think what you're saying is, yeah, it, it, the Lord has convicted me in that even if I'm not posting something, I'm reacting mm. off of posts. Right on. So it's affecting me, and my wife will go, like, what, what happened to you? You were in a good mood, and right, now all of a right. sudden you're like, 
you're angry, you're frustrated. It's because I'm reading what other people are writing and I'm, I'm like taking it on to right. myself. Right. So I guess we're all guilty in some respects, but like I said, this is the check-in period that I think you're asking us to make. Which, which, is, which sidebar, by the way, yeah. is, is that I don't, I don't understand where people think it's okay to have a debating conversation on a Facebook post <laughs> underneath the picture that clarifies nothing and they think that I'm going to make a difference today by arguing with this person on their Facebook post for everyone to see, whether it's about Donald Trump, about the mask, about the coronavirus, about this, 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 and this, and this, Black Lives Matter, whatever the case is, that, like, that is not, I, I'm just, re, I'm, I want to cry right now. Yeah. Because cause it's yeah. so, because that doesn't do any good. It does, for example... For example, I put, I put a post out there, um, and I told you this uh, recently, Rick, and I put a post out there about two months ago, and it was true. It was, tr- it was more true for me than it was for anybody else. It said, it said I, I should have found it, but I feel like God is, is using COVID right now to teach all of us that we worship Sundays more than Jesus. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Because a lot of people didn't like that, and a lot of people were also amening it. And the people that didn't like it wanted the conversation to happen underneath my post. And you know how I handled it? I said, just private message me. We'll talk about it there. And then when we private message talked about it, in the context of more, they were like, oh, I understand. And this is really, maybe this is launching us to our next topic here, but that post I, I am I am working so hard, Rick, on not being a critical person. I can be a critical junkie, walk into things. We could have a big celebration event, raise a ton of money, do all these great things, and me go, man, we could have done better, right? I'm trying so hard. And, 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 and where I've seen my weakness in this in the past two decades of my life is that I've just aimed at the church, and I've been so critical to them without being a pastor, without being an elder in my church, without having these positions to really understand the mile that these people are walking. Could have some of those opinions in the past two decades been true? Sure. But, man, I tell you what, I don't care so much about the details of church right now. I care about being in the presence with other people. If they told me I had to wear a mask, a hat, a sweatshirt, and sweatpants in order to come to church with gloves on, and I had to be in this bubble, but I could still be with my family, my friends that I love, and be in that that room and love Jesus and sing together and get into the Word together, I don't care about how I got to do it. I'm just going to do it because the presence of God is more important than how I do my Sunday. I, I know I'm fired up right now. I mean, I'm like sweating over here. Yeah, like, I'm I, just... I, 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 I not only see you sweating, I can feel you sweating. <laughs> but, but the thing is, man, is like, so look, I love observing things. I love getting in the yes. gearbox and looking. Now, I'm not going to always say, oh, that's that tool that's going to work that thing. I just see if it works or not. Mm. So if I see a model that works, I want to know why it works. Right. I don't need to know every gear. I don't need to know like how much energy is produced or either in or out of that particular thing. But what I found is 
as an American culture, our walk in faith, more often than not, is dictated by our schedule. Yes. We talked about that in episode one, Power Conversation. So our schedule dictates most of what we do. And then we got to look at the context of when the apostles were, were, you know, in the, in the, in the upper room and, and, you know, they're kind of in their COVID situation because people are going to kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, but my point being is that our schedules really put us in a position that, well, I know where I'm going to be for an hour and a half on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've kind of accepted this condition and, and it is about what, how much time we're spending and everything I'm reading so far is, and it's a challenge. Like, how are you, how can you be in prayer constantly? And I'm convicted because it doesn't come naturally for me yet. Mm-hmm. And I got to remember, oh, when's the last time I prayed? Or should I pray for this? And, and, and is this something, is this a decision I need to really contemplate? Obviously, you can't do that when you're driving a car. Right. 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 Um, but, but my point is that we have packed ourselves with so much stuff. And now COVID has kind of challenged us on what our priorities are. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing is it's not getting better. What's not getting better? Because the human condition's not getting better. Yeah. The fruits are not, it's hard to find fruit when you're not around fruit i mean if you're just like sequestered and it's just you by yourself but who, who's going to be brick who's going to be the person that looks at our churches and go you know how we need, you know how you get fruit you repent like who, who's gonna is that like is that the call to the pastors is that the hey, hey like if pastors are listening stop trying to defend yourself about the mask situation and look at your church and go we all need we not just you we all need to repent right now because we smell we stink yeah. Nobody wants to meet us right now. Yeah. Like because when the church should be most united, we are so divided right now. I agree. Um I and that maybe that's a sensitive spot for me because I want to see I don't care I want to see churches united in the midst of, of chaos and conflict and I want the church to be where the fire alarms going off, the church going we have the answer. We may not all be in the same theological grid, but we have the gospel. So let's start there. And then from there, we're, we're going we're gonna to show empathy and love people, and, and we're not going to waver from the truth. And I need, I need to slow down for a second. Well, I think uh, in most cases you'll find that out of chaos comes something positive. Mm-hmm. Not always, but it's not a, it's not a tried and true you recently said in a different episode, out of chaos comes clarity. Comes clarity, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're seeing now is it's exposing a lot. Um, before we got on the phone, uh, on the, on the uh, podcast, we talked about nobody had a pandemic plan. Exactly. Can I just take 30 seconds here? Yeah. Because that's what... I just teeted up for yes, you, man. Yes, thank, just, thank just, you. Just Let me drive. Hit, Let it, me, hit it hard. Because this is where my heart is being softened for it. If... If you're listening to, can I hit, hit the fourth wall, whatever this is called, you need to text your pastor right now. Don't stop what you're doing. Stop cutting onions. Stop doing laundry. Stop cleaning. Stop 
to drive to the side of the road or whatever you were, however you're listening to this podcast and text your pastor and tell them, thank you. Tell them, thank you for getting us through this COVID right now the best way that they know how because the pastors and the elders of your church, did, the leadership of your team did not have binders on the wall that said pandemic COVID plan. They are all walking through this as much as we are and they're trying to do the best and their souls and they're human with families and they're walking through stress of trying to figure this out as much as anybody else is. And so God has just been convicting my heart of, Corey, show grace to your pastors. Pray for them because this is a crazy time for them too. Sorry, I, I just okay. stole that, tee that off, and okay. there we go. So I'm going to put another ball in the tee. Okay. Okay, and say, well, there was a pandemic back in Egypt. Mm. And they knew the, one of the, the last one was going to involve the killing of the firstborn. And he said, those that mark with the blood of the lamb right. are going to be saved. Right. Did everybody, <laughs> did everybody get the memo? Do we know that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, this is I don't, where I want Sean Patrick at our table. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but but I, think, I think what it said was there still is this expectation of following the leader. And where's the leader? And who told them yeah. what to do? Yeah. Even if they didn't understand. That's... Why have I not thought about it? Rick? That is a great. So, so what you're, what I hear you saying, just to make sure we're on the same page here. You're saying submitting to even things that you don't understand, and let's see who followed through on that. Because if they didn't follow through, God didn't go. Well, we're going to keep that one, even though you didn't. Okay. So Rick? how many how many that's, Israelites that's, went out into the that's wilderness? Crazy wisdom, right there. I'm going to think about that all week. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I just want you That'll to be our next podcast. That'd be great. But but how would you like to go like, man, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> or I did get the memo, but I didn't take you that serious, Moses. Right? Because it was Moses that would have had to tell the everyone. Yeah. And the and the thing was that it's hot button right now. Mo, Moses Rick. said Moses said, Lord, how are they gonna know that I'm just like this guy and I'm gonna tell him this? And he said, You know, you're gonna go to your elders, and your elders will know. And they will follow your instructions. But again, mm. it was direct from who? It, it what you know. So God did not send so, so his a, daughter. <laughs> so, so let's talk about the master thing real fast. Okay. Is it is it all just a trust issue then? They can't. They, people aren't trusting their leadership that they're actually sought God on what their tribe should do. I'm not. I'm not saying it needs to happen universally. Everyone might have a different opinion. But but what is that? Because. I go to the branch church. I love my church. I'm doing what they're telling me to do. If I had a problem with that, would that say to me that I'm not really trusting them? I think, I think if there's a epidemic in this world right now is the lack of trust. And going back to your initial, where are we as Christians? Who are we trusting through this? Can we, I know we're bouncing. I know there's a lot of things we're talking about that are heavy and need more time to talk about. Um, let me let me just, I'm not taking a shot at you. We talked about this before. Uh, I think this is why I appreciate you. Uh, one one big reason. I'm having, I'm having, I'm just being really transparent and honest right now. Okay. I'm having a really hard time 
with anybody 40 and plus right now. Anybody that's a Gen X and a boomer right now, I'm having a really hard time with them because if I don't agree with them, they are shunning me. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm talking to the Republican and I'm talking to the Democrat. I'm talking to both sides because both sides ain't perfect. Whether you bleed blue or red, it's, it's been way for me. It's been an age thing lately. And you know what's sad? Because of that culture of what they've grown up in, what you guys have grown in, because you're 64 years old, 65. I'd never know. 64. 64. I got it right. And getting older. Getting older. <laughs> I'm, thir- I'm 34. You, you know what Gen, Gen Z's are telling me right now? They're not voting. They don't, they don't want to vote. Which, which I have a conviction about that. And, and I just, my conviction is we should vote even if it's hard to vote. That's just my... That's vote, a, vote the issue. That's a different... Different yeah, podcast, but the, person, but, the fa- but the fact that they're looking at the mess of their older people mm-hmm. and don't trust them. That's where I'm trying to make the circle come back. That's where I'm trying to make the point. It's like there's this lack of trust in our, in our generations. And it's just like, and not only that, I, I made this side note right before we got on here too, was, was Rick, why do Gen Z and millennials, why are they yelling out, please disciple us? And um, who's the head of millennials? Um, Boomers and what I was what the one I just said it earlier. Um, at Forty and plus are having a hard time going. Let me disciple you. I want to disciple you. Is it because Francis Chan showed up ten years late and started talking about discipleship? Is it because because he's he's not forty. He's older than forty. I, yeah, I think I think so I'm just I'm just working through all this. My right my, now. my theory is that uh, that generation didn't get it themselves. That's a great point. So they didn't have anything to model it. That, that's a fair point. Or if they modeled it, it was their parents. And you know how that is. I mean, there's that. Yeah. There's always that conflict. And my dad's the dumbest guy in the world until you turn 25 and go, he was the smartest man I've ever known. Right. right. So there's that's that. That's maturity. Right. right? But, but I do think that, um, and this is what I appreciate about that age group, is, the, is one. Age group, you're talking 14 plus. Under 40. Under 40, okay. Under, I'm actually talking probably under 25. Okay, so straight up Gen Z. Straight up Gen Z is that they are looking at the condition and saying, wow, I'm 25 years old and you're 60. How did you get it? How did it get so bad under your mm. tutelage? But there's still that desire to learn yeah. and to have influence, realizing there's going to be a transition at some point in time of power Mm-hmm. money to them. And they're going to have to step up to that. Yeah. And, and, and you, they're going to have to step up, but they also need uh, the, that generation above them or the generation above them. Cause that's still right. the longer the right. people live, you know, there's still wise people out there, but I just don't think that they even know they're being asked. So we're being valued or being you, valued. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, and I think that, uh, Again, schedules, uh, I think uh, uh, you're different. So you're younger. Uh, you're going to like your your phone as a form of communication. I want to have this other way of communicating. Mm-hmm. And unless you communicate with me the way I prefer, it's not going to happen. So they can set the conditions of whatever. And I think mm-hmm. I think it's just this lack of relationships. 
Yes. Because they can't see empathy. They, I mean, they can't feel empathy. Yes. They can't see a need. All they see is this is just like, oh, yeah, I might get something out of it. And they only see him on Sunday. A, a lot <laughs> right? of it. And or, yeah, we're or, talking to Christians. Or, or what they church. model is and what they see the other days of the week. Yes. Yes. Which I think is why would I want to be like, you look sick. Why would I want to be like you? Mm. All right. So I think it's just that, um, you know, if, I guess if we saw people walking around in peace amongst chaos, we'd go, wow, this, we're really on something. But isn't that what we should be doing right now? Like, is, wouldn't that be the biggest testimony in the midst of everything that's all the rioting, all in the midst of the protest, in the midst, midst of, we're going to get to this in a sec, uh, the, the whole mindset of being a victim, mm-hmm. um, whether, oh, man, that's, we're yeah. going to get to that in a second. Yeah. But, like, but shouldn't we be that peace? Like, shouldn't people walk in? Jesus said they will know you by the love that you have for each other. People that, I remember Francis Chan teaching one time on YouTube that I saw. Um, and he said, people should walk into your church, no matter the affiliation denomination, and they should feel such a weird love among everyone that people go, you guys are weird. You must be Christians. Wait, wait. You guys love weirdly different. different than, and then from that would be a huge way to evangelize to that person that has never been there, is not, not a Christian. Where is that happening right now? I, I hope it's happening. I think it's happening because not everyone is is doing horrible. I, I know that I'm emotionally fired up today, okay? No, no, not, not everybody like, is doing horrible, but the mental health meter of our country is bouncing along bottom. Yes. I mean, if anyone wants to argue that, call me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, in this county... Our suicides are higher than already in August than they were the whole year of 2019. Really? Yeah. So I know of four people that have died of COVID by suicide. Wow. As a related. Right. As related to mental health. Yeah. And had nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> Two played in the studio the same night. That's right. So when, I, when you start to see things like that, I mean, it, it, it's clearly... Um, so I was going to give this, so, uh, pick a, what was your favorite sport? Um, did you have, one? I have a, a golf right now. I was like, I, okay. I would love to learn more about golf. Okay. I would love to, right. it's a really expensive hobby. I don't have the money to do it. Okay. But if, if I had to learn another, like, well, as a kid, which one did you kind of I loved like? football. Okay. Yeah. So, so picture yourself like your kid, right? Me, it was like, okay, it's 10 seconds in the game. We're down by one. I got the ball, and I'm mm. clearing the court, and I'm practicing every night Right on. that I'm going to make it and be a hero or I'm going to lose. And I think it's those it, – we're in those times now where it's no longer practice. Amen. It's a game. The game's on. Like you're on the field. You're on the field. So so suit up. Yeah. Suit up. My point is, you know, we, we – <laughs> so – I think I've said this to you. We have one mantra here at the Zika Project, and it's only "Don't suck." It doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't mean that you're going to be great. Right. It's just put your best effort put your best out there. That's yeah. it. And so I think ask yourself the question: Are we putting our best foot forward or not? Because some people now are saying, "I'm going to put a foot on you." But sometimes that best foot forward costs. And let me tell you an oh, example. Costs, let yeah. me tell you for me. 
Yeah. Episode one, we had an improv conversation. That was months ago. And I was told by a ton of people, not just you, but a ton of people, Corey, stop saying I'm going to say a bold thing and just say it. Yeah. Months later, I've been working on that. <laughs> I've been wrestling through that because I know people listen to my podcast. Yeah. I know I've got family and friends that I love dearly that listen to what I have to say on Step Up to the Mic. And not once have I looked across the table from you today and said, I got something bold I got to say. Yeah. Can I, can I say it? Yeah. And rather, I'm walking into what I'm supposed to do, but here's, here's what I have to work through as I'm having this conversation. And this is just be, being real and honest and transparent. I'm thinking of all the friends that I have that I love dearly who who are listening to everything I'm saying are probably ticked off right now or have shut me off because of how honest I'm just being. And so that's the cost of just stepping up on the, on the field. And I think I just, I I wish Bonhoeffer was sitting right next to us right now, (laughs) telling us all about the cost of discipleship, the cost of following Jesus, because maybe deep down, we don't want to submit to things, follow things, do things, uh, do the hard things because we don't want the cost because it's going to cost us. But in reality, in reality, and this is what fires me up because I have some awesome friends. I want to get them on the podcast soon. Josh and Whitney Nims. I love those guys. Uh, we were talking about this in their living room. The reality is what is the cost here in America? It's just somebody ridiculing you verbally, verbally taking you out, shunning you for a, a month until they get over themselves. People in other countries are getting beheaded. People in other countries are getting taken out of the street and beaten with a stick. Yeah. People, people but are going. their average income is a dollar yeah. every month. Right? And so, so it's just yeah. like. So they talk about white privilege? For real. Talk about let's, American privilege. Let's talk about talk American about privilege. West yeah. civilization privilege. That's what I'm saying. But, you then, know what I mean? but then that's the skewed perspective, right? So is that aligned with God's image or the other cool. guy? Right? Because we're in a. Okay. So here's what I would like to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to use the bold statement. I'm going to just make a statement is, so we have an identity crisis. The, our, our country, our culture, our church, who, who you and me. <laughs> yes. Pick, just, pick one. Pick one. <laughs> well, because I feel like it's like someone said, these are so, I can't, and I've said it, I don't remember any time like this. Hmm. And my follow-up one is I wouldn't miss this ride for the world. Right, right. Because I feel like this is the times we were created for. You know, you think about an Olympic athlete that trains and then, you know, they hit the first hurdle down and they lose. They trained all this time for one race that's going to last, what, two minutes? I mean, right. thir- seconds. They get, they, they, get, they, they get back in the race, you know. Right. And I think that's what's happening now is the identity crisis is, are we going to go down with the first punch? Oh, we could get hurt, so we may not even want to show up for the altercation. But let's talk about what we were talking about, being a victim. Yeah. Right? The, the, I, the runner doesn't hit the hurdle and then go. It'll be on TV if you're the victim. Because there's, let's just be real. Let's get real honest here. There's victims on both sides. Oh, yeah. There's victims in the Black Lives Matter movement. There's there's victims in the Donald Trump follow, following. There, there's vi- I'm a victim. I'm a victim. I'm let, reminder here, Christians. Ooh, this is very unpopular. If you are a Christian and you love Jesus and He is Lord and Savior of your life, you are no longer your identity. What we're talking about is no longer a victim. Correct. 
We, because we yeah. have a victor, and he gave us victory. Yeah. So, so picture this movie where this guy, he gets arrested in the garden. He just says, take me away. Right? Scolds Peter for cutting off the guy's ear. Yeah. Says, I'm going. Stands there. Takes it all. Goes out. Scourged. Spit on. Crucified. Right. And then he's dead. And then they go, victim. <laughs> Victor. Vic, yeah. Victor well, over death. Some of right? them walked, walked out of there. Like Peter, I mean, Peter denied him. I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. there's, uh, people, the disciples ran away from him. It was just yeah. what John yeah. And, yeah. and his mother sitting there, right? But, I but, mean, but it should have redefined our definition of Victor. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, even, even he had to bust through the wall for Thomas to remind him, hey, you are a victor. Mm-hmm. You're not a victim, Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, man, I mean, that could be a whole episode in itself, but we can just talk, keep talking about yeah. it right now. But like, but, but the identity, that's so Corey, true, though. But the identity, Corey, is like, who do we identify with? And right now, that's a great question because it, it, that's the question that we're all hearing. Who do you identify with? I, I, think, I think it's who right now people feel either they have the best. So, okay, if, if you're on Twitter and they censor what you don't like, mm. Then what? So censorship has a role in and not trusting media. Right. So where do you get your information from? I mean, so where is the source that you would find? My source is the people I work with. Yeah. I hang out with. What they see, what's happening in my community, that's my source. It's your tribe. My tribe. Right. right. Yeah, I go to my tribe. Right. Because that's, that's relevant to where I'm at. That's who you have a relationship with. Right. You don't have a relationship with those people who are just tweeting. No. You know what I mean? No. Ugh. But like to go back to our identity though, our identity is found in Jesus first mm-hmm. and foremost. And that is, and, and you know what's crazy? Just a, here's a crazy sidebar. Since I'm getting everything out, I'm just going to keep going. I, I don't mind the Myers-Briggs tests and the Enneagrams and all those things that tell people about the, the disc profile, the temperament test. I, don't, I really don't mind those things because I've learned a lot about myself in those things. And those things help me understand myself and other people better. But we're in a culture right now. I am going to bring this back, but we're in a culture right now where people know more about their Enneagrams and personality tests and all these things than what the Bible says about their identity in Christ. Correct. And because Satan, if there's anything Satan just wants us to do is get our eyes off Jesus and get them on ourselves, whether it's about our identity, whether it's about a mask or COVID or how we should do church. That's what Satan's trying to do because he's the enemy. And here's, here's this bold thing. Uh, okay, how bold do I want to be? Okay, I need to stop because I just called myself out earlier. I'm, I'm not a big Donald Trump fan, just being honest. Um, I don't know who I'm going to vote for really right now. But Donald Trump's not the enemy. Satan is. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden's not the enemy. Satan is. The Libertarian Party is not the enemy. Satan is. I mean, we see that in Genesis 3. And when the fall happens and the first person Jesus addresses, other than asking questions and makes a statement to, is Satan. Mm -hmm. And that's where you see the first gospel being preached. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come. I'm going to take care of you. My son's going to come. And then he still gives consequences to Adam and Eve. I know I'm kind of sporadically right now, but I'm just saying, saying is come back to our identity. I, I just loved what you were saying, though, because our identity in Christ is what is the foundation. But also, 
our identity should come out of the like uh, the, the the people that we relate are in our tribe. That's what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Not the not the random people that we're not going to meet on social media. Like, no, but I think you know when you think of Jesus's tribe, who were they? Right. Okay, and if you look at just Matthew the tax collector versus the fisherman, I'm I'm sure those were difficult relationships. Paul. Oh my gosh! Hey, I mean, weren't you the guy that? You're, you're Saul, right? <laughs> no, you're Paul. Oh, right. are you a different guy? No, you're the guy. That's you, know, man. You're bringing in so much wisdom today, and I didn't even think about this. Like, I, didn't fact, e- I haven't even eaten lunch yet. So just think <laughs> if I have some stamina in my body. But think about this for like, I didn't even think about that. Like, of all the different kind of people that were the disciples with Jesus, the Matthew, the Dax, Peter, the foot in the mouth. John, who everyone loves, but he's still the son of thunder. Um, then you have he was Jane. like Paul McCartney. He was the he was the he was the pretty beetle yeah, that everybody yeah, loved, right? Yeah. I mean, there's always one. But you're still like, all right, yeah. dude, calm down, you know. Yeah. But then there's James, the 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 yeah. the just. Um, you have mm-hmm. Barnabas, even Barnabas and Timothy, and and all these in Judas of all. And you know what Jesus did? He he didn't like he he just said, "Follow me. Yeah. I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make your disciple." He didn't yeah. go go over there or let's have a discussion about how different you are and yeah. and like I don't so, know. So I'm so sorry. but but go back to so <laughs> I, I, it's gonna be amazing to play this thing back. I know like I can't 50 wait. Different subjects, I can't but, wait. But think of the fact that okay, so you're Thomas and I'm Thomas. Okay. Okay. And I'm more like a Peter after this episode. People are gonna understand. Yeah, we're just playing. I got we're a little just role playing. Okay, I got a little Thomas in me. But yeah, that's yeah. okay. But my my point <laughs> being is like so. Jesus shows up, and he's got his hands, and he's got the, you know what I'm saying? He's got the, the, the physical scars of the crucifixion on him. And he walks up to you, and he's saying, I gave my life for you for your salvation. Who do you identify with is one answer. Boom. It's a drop the mic. He just goes, drops the mic because that's it. And unfortunately, that's not we identify with who we want to identify at that moment. Yeah. Who's popular. Um, it, it's certainly within the cult, the church culture of popularity. Right. Um, so it is a lot about, well, who's being heard or who's being heard over others. So that cause is better. We, we're picking all these things as idols in replacement of mm-hmm. who we should be a servant to. Which is just, honoring. just ourself though. Yeah, yeah I know. Which is just, it's just ourself. Happens every day. And, and I'm, I'm not pointing people out like, oh, Rick's calling everybody out. No, I'm, I'm feeling convicted at the same time because, mm-hmm. the, I mean, ideally, I, as I said on Facebook, I was already ramped up and ready to post my own political statement. Right. 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 And this, we're at a, about a 40 minute mark. I don't know. <laughs> so we're going to know that. So we're going to so wrap this so up. So you say, so we're going to land this plane, right? So <laughs> land this plane too. I, I think there's multiple planes and they're <laughs> half of them are kind of like wings and some of them don't have wheels and some of them right. may have a, not have an engine. But, but something, the, we, something we were talking about though, this, this is a love issue. Yeah. This is a gospel love issue. This is an agape love issue. And something I was thinking, I was thinking about when that person calls out Jesus, like in a, in a smart alec way, he's like, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus, Jesus just, just, Talk about like anyone who knows how to step up to the mic. It's Jesus Christ, yeah, like, like and he right love love God with all your heart, love people as you, as yourself, and and the context when you really figure out the context of what he's talking about and the the depths of that love to your neighbor. 
this is just what I want to ask the listener and ask myself, everybody. Let's say you got a friend. Let's say let's say you're listening to this and you're a Republican, you're, you're a Republican and you're a Trump voter. And your friend or the people in your church or your neighbor or a stranger, whoever, whatever you want to put that out there, your family member, whatever, is not. They're a full-on Democrat. They love Joe Biden. They love Hillary Clinton, whatever. They're a socialist, whatever you want to call them. And they're in pain or they're in need or there's something wrong and they need help. Are you going to help them because you love them? Vice versa. Let's say you're a hardcore Joe Biden all the way. Let's get Trump out of here. Trump's a jerk. Just noise. Clanging symbol, as Paul would describe it. Um, Black Lives Matter this. And I'm picking both sides. I'm not telling you where I'm at right now because it's a different episode and we'll talk about it. But will you help will you help the Trump voter? Will, will, you, will you look past the politics and see him as a human being? Do you realize there's a soul in that person to love them? Because here's, here's the kicker, and this might just be the title of the, today's episode. Loving people is loving God. It doesn't go love God and then love people. Loving people is loving God. So we, we can't just teach people how to love God. That's important. It's very important. Read your Bible. Study your Bible. People like Sean Patrick. People like our pastors are in community. Do, but you need to learn how to love people. This is a love issue. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I just think that uh, everyone has a different definition of love. Okay, let's talk about this real fast. So agape love to me is still like... But, but the Bible has a definition of love, and it, that's it God. Does. It it's, does. It's God yeah. is love. Yeah, God is love. Because normally people go to Corinthians and they talk about what love is, yeah. which really that's the attitude of love. Yes. Right? But yeah. what is love? Jesus Christ is yeah. the standard of love. Is the standard of love. Yeah, it's the standard. And, and I think uh, to your point about kind of where we're at in the world right now is kind of going back we don't even love ourselves. What do you mean by that? Because I love myself a lot. I, yeah, I think about myself I, I, a lot. I think we... I you think, mean like take care of ourselves and no, love on ourselves? I, I just think that we, we're our biggest critics and... Okay, and, and we're pretty so, hard on ourselves. So we're pretty hard on ourselves as, as just because that's just the nature, I think, of the beast. And, and I do think that uh, what you described, the likely scenario is a Muslim terrorist who just happens to be going down the street will pull over and pick up that guy in the MAGA hat mm. or the Biden, you know, 2020 and put him up into a hotel and say, send me the bill if this doesn't cover it. Because there's this humanistic thing of human beings. We, we've kind of lost the value of human. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, you know, probably one of the biggest impactful things I ever heard came out of a a black woman's mouth about you're saying that all lives matter, black lives matter. Do you realize there's 400,000 black babies aborted every year? Mm. That was like a, like a stake in the heart. Right. Right. But because it's true, because it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's not so, 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 and still we can, and still we can 
deal with the truth as the truth is, then, mm-hmm. right, we can't do anything with it. So let me ask you a question, Rick. Mm-hmm. What? Give us one practical thing that we as a church, the com- Christian community, can listen to this podcast and do. They get off this podcast. What's one thing that we can practically do? Yeah. Um, so I've had this discussion. When we focus on others instead of ourselves, the blessings and the impact of that investment of time, resources, just creates this exponential benefit that you may never see until maybe you're in heaven. Mm. And, I'm, and I'm thinking about the people I know that have lost people to suicide. Um, it's the one unopened email it was the one phone call that they thought they could make. It was the one time when they put the task ahead of the person. I think what we need to do is start reinvesting back in the in people. And and that isn't and that's that love when yeah. you don't want to do it. That makes me think about what Isabel said on a recent episode on Gen Z Step Up. She said, We need to go out of our way to make people feel loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because love telling you so you love somebody isn't the same thing as is oh I'm going to give my son's life for you, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've got one more analogy of how we're going to close, but okay. I just want to ask: Is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you want to say? Something. Um, I think we're at this point where we got to stop being politically correct. And speaking from the heart. Because the conversation between me and you just on political views is going to be a very different one. But mm-hmm. I'm still going to love you and you're going to still love me. Right. Maybe what we need to do is model it. Maybe so we need pe- to have a political so, discussion So people here. know yeah. what each side feels. Because, you know what? Um, and I'll, I'll just end my part of this. Mm-hmm. I attended a meeting. And there were, there were uh, two black men that I... One I know kind of a little bit, one I don't know at all. When they describe what had happened to them recently. Like like the past couple of weeks. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. It's still, that happened to you? Like that was convicting. That I, and the thing is, until they described it and I saw their face and their reaction to it, I felt it. Right. And that feeling is something I don't want to repeat. Yeah. I felt convicted only because I was ignorant of what they were going through. Mm-hmm. So it's that empathy, it's that understanding, even if you disagree, is at least opening yourself up and listening with your heart instead of your mind and right. everything else. I think, it's a, I think to me, there's heart disease in this country, mm-hmm. and, and that's the derivative of what we're seeing right now. I'll just stop there. No, that's great. Um, just before I end, I, if you're listening to this, I want to hear your feedback. I want to know what you're thinking, even if you disagree with me. That's the beauty of this podcast. It's not sit at a table podcast. It's we're like we're it might as well call it stand up to the mic because we're both standing. We're not even sitting. We're both like passionately talking today. And so, if you're listening to this today, I don't want you to just 
get angry and turn it off and share an opinion to someone and, because then it's just defeating the purpose. That's not the, we're not here just to start a fire. Right. That's not the point of this podcast. Yeah. Um, but there is, there is a message though. There is a message. Okay. Yeah. So Corey, if we walked out of the studio and a man confronted us with a gun, mm-hmm. I'd jump in front of you. And I believe you. I totally believe you. Because I would believe God would protect me. Mm-hmm. And I also know you're young. You have a full life to live. And I've lived a pretty good life. I would try to jump in front of you, though, because I'd be like, he, you got a lot more work to do in New Philly. So, <laughs> well, well, my point is, though, man, it's that, you know, the sacrifice that you're willing to make. For somebody you love, and that the only way you know that is if you love them. The last analogy I got, and we're gonna wrap up, is this. I feel like I once, I think my mom told me this. I think. Pretty, yeah, I'm gonna blame it on my mom because it's a really good statement. <laughs> so I love you, mom. It's a plug for mom, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I would love her on the podcast, but yeah. I'll too. There's this analogy where the teacher asked the classroom, What's loving kindness? And the one kid raises his hand and stands up and says, if I was hungry and someone gave me bread, that would be loving. But if someone took that same bread and put it in the toaster and put really good jelly on it and jam, that would be loving kindness. Thank you for listening to another episode of Step Up to the Mic podcast. Feel free to reach out to me for any questions or feedback. Hope to hear from you soon.